Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. My name is Dan. It's your favourite fact podcast here in your ears. I got three for you this week about spirits, about experiments, and about uprisings. Mark is also here. You know I love boiling it down to three simple words. This week, whales, accordions, penguins. Connor is also here. What do you got? We're going to talk about celebrities, what they used to be. Uh, Something about a singer-songwriter that kind of blew my mind. And Sweden's left party. Connor gets political. I'm very, very worried for the person that's got to edit this. Very, very, very worried for who has to deal with the legal ramifications of this. But stick around, it'll be fun to hear. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. 
Such a word. It's so you're trying to banish the pixies and spirits and ghosts from the woods so they won't impact your good luck. There we go. This is a type of fact that I love. When you find out things about things you do day to day, and I do always do the touch wood. I always do it. Touch wood, touch wood. It's one of those things that I do. Will you remember it, though? Will you remember next time that you touch? Of course you touch wood. Of co- you are the type of person that does all that superstitious stuff, don't you? Yeah, I don't walk under ladders. Don't walk over three drains. I'm, ugh, yeah. I'm a hypochondriac as well, so everything just gets in my mind. Uh, we, we were having this discussion this morning in the in the baffled office. Sure. Because t- today, uh, spoiler people, today is the first of the month, right? That's right, we record this ahead of time. Uh, so today is the first of the month. Apparently, the first thing you're meant to say when it's first of the month is white rabbits. No. Apparently, it brings you luck for the month. doesn't. Absolutely. I have never done that in my life. I am still here. I would say I'm living a good life. I mean, sure, it could be better. But I don't think saying white rabbits on the first of the month is what's held me back so far. Do you know what separates you from Ryan Gosling? Is it the fact that he says white rabbits on the first of every month? Big time. Knew it. Just imagine a world, Connor, where Mark Heads had said the word white rabbits to himself every morning throughout his 27, 8, 9 years of life. And he would be the one singing along with Emma Stone in California, doing the old La La Land. Would that be a world that you want to live in where Mark Heads is the biggest Hollywood starlet? It, w- it would probably be a shame, wouldn't it? But I think it is a good example for other people that are a little bit underprivileged. <laughs> I don't think he's underprivileged. Lives I grew on up a, on a farm, lives on a apparently. Farm. Lives on a huge farm you know, I, I, I had all the animals in space and I wouldn't say it's underprivileged. Mate, your local mayor was a cow. Come on. It could have been better. Yeah. True what, story. What's the most than all the bits that are false? About. <laughs> what's the most superstitious thing that you do, Connor? Um, most superstitious thing that I do. The three drains. I touch things wood weird, all, all the time, and I don't. I don't. I can't cross on the stairs. I'm really a sucker for all that stuff. You touch a sucker. You touch wood. But I asked about what superstitious things you do, Connor. Hey, come on. Hey. Uh, Simple jokes are the best. You know what annoys me? People who go touch wood, look round, can't see any wood. Touch their head. Yeah, touch head. their head. There is, and I don't say this lightly, it's a special place in hell for those people. Yep. He could have wood in his head. I Connor. mean, yeah, he could do in fact. Yeah. A nice bit of MDF. I'm hollow. The three drains thing's an interesting one. Where did you pick that up from? I think it's just that, is it step over three cracks, break your mum, mama's back or something something like that? Mate, that? Does that exist? What you do when you're touching your own wood is your own thing. I don't know what you're doing to your mum's yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. So what I usually do is I grab me, I grab me wood and I avoid the cracks. You don't need to wink and make the noise. I get Everyone the joke. Everyone got it. Everyone got that joke. <laughs> I get the joke. We, you know, we can even put that in as a little bit of post-production. We can even put that in after we edit. Why do we call it knock on wood, Connor? Because of the pixies that could be in there. Get rid of them. Uh, what's your first fact of the show, Mark? Let me, let me pose you a question. Sure. What's an accordion? What's an accordion? No. How would you clear a dead whale from a beach? That is something I hope I never have to do. It'd be like a sort of a crane situation type thing, wouldn't it? I, I would hope there's a much easier way of doing it, which is why this fact is a thing. Maybe maybe it's kind of like a, you know, when you're trying to get the duvet in your bedding and you're, you're one and you're flipping it up and down. Maybe it's a bit of that. It's not. Yeah. Let me take you back to 1970. A 45 foot long sperm whale washed ashore on the central Oregon coast. The weight of the unfortunately dead whale was estimated at eight tonnes. Now, at this point, Oregon beaches were looked after by the people who looked after the roads. And they chatted to the Navy and they went, how do we remove a dead whale? It's a good question. Dynamite. Oh, well, you're removing it into many different parts. So, but then you've got it's still dead there. whale exploding so, everywhere. Here, here is the thought process. 
When the whale explodes, it goes into tiny little pieces, which then scavengers will come and eat and will clear up for you. And then most of that will go, then you can clear up the rest of it. That's the plan. However, I take you back to the comment I said a moment ago. Oregon beaches were under the jurisdiction of the people who looked after the roads, the highway division. Mm. They don't have a lot of experience in this. So they decided, okay, we've been told we need dynamite. Let's go and buy 450 kilograms of dynamite. Right. A military veteran who was there went, nah, that's far too much, mate. You probably need about 20 sticks. About four kilograms of dynamite. They ignored this and went, nah, 450 will do the job then, won't it? They exploded the whale and the surrounding areas basically got rained on with whale. Mm. Car parks, houses, gardens, people out walking the dog. Just dead whale blowing all down onto them. Connor, before you say anything. It's really it's really an experience, isn't it, when Mark explains a fact. You feel like he's narrating an old like <laughs> yeah. kids book to you. You know like the, you know like yeah. just before you go to bed, it's like I do seriously, I, you feel like you entered this whole new world. I do feel like Frodo and Samwise had made their way to Mordor and back in that time. Now I was going to mention this. That was was a long... Like, I don't think we needed the other characters that got involved. I don't think you needed that. I didn't need the subplots. In, I don't didn't need all of that. All you could have done... They wanted to blow it up with dynamite. They realised they had way too much. They went through with it anyway. How did they then clean up that mess? So, here's oh, the thing. Dan, the, Dan. That's interesting. Dan, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I want to know. They then basically just go around and just scrape up dead whale yeah. from everywhere. Yeah. They're actually... Yeah. The dynamite, because there was so much of it... Didn't even do the job effectively. There was still so much whale left on the beach. Mark. Yes. I've known you for a long while. How, and I've how, known you for a long while. How many? I've known you for a long... In, in this... Right, just one sec. How many of your things start with, oh, I've known you for a long while? In the scheme of things, you really haven't. A couple, no. a couple of years, oh, I've known you for long a long while. while. No, I've known him long enough to Mate, know that... you're not even he, in, like, the top 20 of people that I've known for lengths of time. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the one you want to keep contact with, mate. Trust me, we're going places over here. Yeah, sure. come on. Yeah, what's your, <laughs> what's your point? Get to your point. This is taking longer than my bloody story is. I've, I've, I've known you. I've known you. But, yeah, we've done um, this I, bit. I, I come on, knew, next bit. I never knew that you were that shit at explaining things, <laughs> that you could literally bore the soul out of the most happiest person in the world with explaining something so simple. I'm lost. I'm, I'm, Wait. I'm taken apart. Sorry. Here was me thinking that Connor would love a story about a whale exploding. Well, I love the story. I just need to flat. So and do I, I don't, I don't want to rag on you, Com. Do you, do you seriously think you're the happiest person in the world? I mean, that was also my thought. Oh, no, not me. As in, he could be oh, okay, oh, okay. the happiest that, person that, in the that world. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, the best bit for me is just the idea of a wow exploding, but God knows who's there. We've got, what was it? What people were involved in it, Mark? Well, so, so the reason that I told you, although you've gone on so long that this point won't even make the edit now because, you know, we've got to cut it down somehow. But the reason I told you about the military veteran is that his car got smashed into pieces by a falling bit of whale blubber. So he tried to tell him, no, it's too much. And then his car was the one that ended up getting damaged the most. The problem is, I don't know enough about that man to care. Like, all I know about him is I know his name and that he said, don't do it. Don't even know his name. No, great. Beautiful storytelling there by Mark. Beginning, middle and an end and another beginning, another middle and an end. And four more middles and a little subplot in there. Thank you very much. Connor, what's your first fact of the show? Kanye West, before fame, used to work at Gap. Great. Are you joking? What? Is that it? Is that the fact? Hold on. So he works in the customer services department at Gap. He raps about it in one of his songs. The biggest thing that he suffered with when he worked in the customer services department at Gap is think about Kanye. Think about what Kanye's like. Think about what Kanye raps about. He used to do that 
at customer services at Gap. He would rant to everybody on the phone about all of the things going on in the world that he doesn't agree with as opposed to dealing with their actual problems. So, hmm. I mean, we could give an idol for this. I mean, the fact is essentially, guy who didn't become a singer until a little bit later had a job beforehand in order to get money and live a life. So, there you go. The, the fact is not great. I'll tell you why. The first part of the fact is, is exactly what Mark said. Person gets job is not fact. The second part of the fact is... Bullshit. There is no way that he's rap- rapping on the phone to people on customer service. There's no way he's doing that. It's one of these no, things... No, no, that- he didn't... It's one of these things that famous people do. He's making the myth of himself after the after it's happened because yeah. he wants to propagate his life. No, yeah, he didn't rap on. He didn't. He didn't just break in to like you know it all falls down on the phone. He he used to just be very very controversial in his customer service years on the phone. You know what? To the point where he lost his job. You know what? I didn't really have much respect for Kanye. I'm not a massive Kanye West fan. No, neither. But I. I'm even less of a fan now. If you're I mean, if, you, if you're being paid to do a job for the Gap and you're spending your good their your good time their good money moping about on the phone about how miserable your life is, I'm not having it. It's either bullshit or I don't like the guy. All I was doing was ringing up to see whether I could still take my jeans back, and you've given me a bloody rant, yeah, about life and the world itself. In that time, you, did you, you try? Do, and- you do get it though, don't you? With customer service people, you know where you ring up and you just end up down a road that you definitely didn't want to be down. I think Kanye would be that guy. That was why it was interesting to me. Customer service, Kanye. That's that. That's the fun bit of the fact. You know, average person. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio used to work at McDonald's. Yeah, whatever. He had a job before he was famous. Kanye West. He's probably one of the most controversial celebrities in the world. Does everything you don't want him to be doing. Customer service. I can't imagine you'd be any good at that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not. I'll be honest. I've started thinking about exploding whales again. I've started thinking about that nameless man whose car got jacked in. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you thought that was a good fact, boy, oh, boy. Hang on. Connor, take your headphones off or, or turn your volume down very quickly. I'm going to make a promise to the listeners. Pr- promise you can't hear me. I guarantee Connor will say something to the effect of have a day off after this. That's all you need to know. It'll take a big breath. I mean, it's when he does, we get up. Round of applause. Okay. You back? You can hear us? Can you hear me? Can hear you. The longest running lab experiment started in 1927 and it measures how fast a certain type of liquid falls down a puddle. In those almost 100 years, only nine drops have fallen so far down the puddle. It proves that pitch, this liquid, isn't a solid, but it's a liquid 100 billion times more viscous than water. Thank you very much. What do you think about that, Connor? You are kidding me, aren't you? No, that's the fact. Oh, mate. Fucking scientists. They, have, they just run out of things to do, don't but they? But this was back in 1927. So that they, of course they, it was. They, they were at the start of having things to do back then. Yeah, it says who? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Why? They, what, so what are they doing with a puddle? <laughs> so they've put a liquid. Well, it's not a liquid. It, it, well, it is a liquid. It's called pitch. They've put it into a funnel. And they over the last 100 years, they've counted how many drops have fallen out of this, the bottom of the funnel. And only nine have fallen out in almost 100 years. It's very, it's very slow. It's very, very slow. It's a liquid 100 billion times more viscous than water. What should these people do, Con? Have a day off. There we go. Thank you. Why are you you clapping like that? I bet the listeners that at some point in this fact, you would tell the scientists to have a day off. And I was right. They all need to to have a bloody day off. They need to 
take a step back and have a little think about the real world. Mate, they, they, haven't a, they haven't had a day off in a hundred years just in case they miss a drop. There you go. The, the, Dan, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, mate. I've got no idea what this fact is. What are they doing? What's riscus? Viscous. Viscous is how thick something viscous. is. Viscous is how thick right, a liquid what, is. So, so you're quite viscous. And what, and what are they doing? So they've put this liquid, it's called pitch. They've put this liquid into a big funnel. You know what a funnel is? Yeah. A little hole at the bottom. And over the last almost 100 years, they've left this liquid in that funnel and counted how many drops have fallen out of the bottle of it to try and see how thick it is. And only nine drops have fallen in the last 100 years. So that's one a decade. It's the longest running experiment ever. So basically what you're telling me is scientists have found thick substance. Uh, oh, it's a substance 100 billion times thicker than water. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you love that, right? Yeah, you can't can, mate, you're, you're gonna, you're going to be telling people that down the pub tonight on your over your Amstel top. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, right, lad, you heard about this substance that's thicker than water? Mental. So 100 years thicker, whatever it is. Not 100 that. years thicker. That's exactly what it is. You're, you can't have a go at science because they're the reason that you fill up your car is because of scientists. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, I'm, I'm here for the important stuff, but knowing that a substance is thick, pointless. Well, thank you very much. And I win. Mark, what's your second fact of the show? All teachers in North Korea are required to play the accordion. Why? So, uh, the accordion is actually the most popular instrument in North Korea. Uh, and teachers have to have to be able to play it in order to get their teaching qualifications. The reason for this is because the accordion is much more portable than a grand piano, for example. So therefore, it is known as in Korea as the people's instrument because it can be taken outside and played anywhere. Like a ukulele is easier though, right? Yeah, I'd be honest with you. Accordion, not the first thing I think of when I think of a portable instrument. Maybe a recorder. It's not even an instrument, it's a nut. It is, it is they, a nut, of course, left- yeah, famously. <laughs> Why do they all have to um, like be able to play? Is it because that helps with like learning and stuff like that by playing instruments? Like what's what's the need necessity to play it? What does it do for the person basically? What do you mean? What does it do for the person? Uh, yeah, I get. Well, it's an accordion. Why do they have to play it? Like what yeah. you know, like they might say, "Oh, they've got to play the piano because there's a way of teaching where you." Seeing, I don't know. I don't understand. Oh, what, what, what's so, the purpose? So it's because every teacher in North Korea has to be able to teach music. So they have to be able to teach different stuff. So they have to be able to teach music. Right. Therefore, they have to know the accordion. Can't be any other instrument. Got you. Got you. Has to be the accordion. That's so random. The lot. I'm, I'm with Dan here as well. But good fact. Really good fact. Really interesting. But you think that there would just be a simpler instrument, accordion? Yeah, also, like, when you where did that co- like when you think of instruments that like the french and the accordion i can put together because they just kind of if like you hear accordion music you kind of go oh it's very french i can imagine a french person doing that i can't imagine north korea and the accordion the accordion is too jolly of an instrument for north korea so this is the thing what you this is the thing isn't it it's what's going on in north korea like you could say anything and no no one's gonna know it's eccentric af it's all mental. Who knows what's going on? No one's going to fact check it because you can't get in. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And the only people you know over here that play the accordion are the guys that do it on the street. That's the only time I ever see it. And you know what? They're all North Korean. They are all North Korean, yeah. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Politics. Sweden's left party has campaigned to make men sit down when they have a uh, wee. I like 
this is something I would not like to see happen here because although I am a fan of government, if a government got involved in, and wanted to dictate how I need to we, I think that's too much. That's too much bureaucracy. Here. Does and feel I like a step too far. And I like the choice. I love the choice. I love I can have a little stand-up slash. I love that I can have a sit-down pee. The thing is, I think that if we had sit-down wees all the time... You lose the you lose the the niceness of it. Too much of a good thing. Sometimes it's nice to be like, I've, you know what? Oh, what a day! Yeah, I'm going to sit down and have a sit down. Yeah, with. I'm I'm absolutely with you. You know, well, one thing. Yeah, we 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 do agree on like many things. You know, it's like the World Cup, isn't it? They want a World Cup every two years. Don't absolutely need it. not. It's uh, nice having it every four I, years. It's nice what, having a sit down wee once in a while. Let me wait. You feel like you've earned it. I rarely sit. I rarely stand up. I, I do sit down for most wees. I'm I, I'm I'm eighty to ninety percent sit down weeing. Is that because there is a eighty to ninety percent chance that because of your IBS, a little nug might come out yeah. too? I mean, you did tell no, us a couple of weeks so back ma- that I mean, you weren't even sat on a loo and a nug came out. So is that it's the just, inherent risk that you go, it's just safer for a sit-down wee? It's just so much more enjoyable. So much more enjoyable. Yeah, but the reason but you haven't, the reason it's enjoyable is because you do stand up some of the time. You haven't asked me why they done this. Oh, right, sorry. Why have they done why, this? Why, Connor? Why do you reckon? To uh, <laughs> mess, probably, I would imagine, to, to make it less for people to clean up. Well, yeah, it's just hygiene. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you're st- there is still I, I, there is still the process I of. To prove uh, that I do research. There is there is still the process of kind of getting a bit gammy because you've got to take your trousers down. You got to, you, you know, you take you're, you're holding onto the the lid. What, I love a sit down wee. I think a sit down wee is elite. It allows you to. It's good for the mind. It's good for the soul. You know, if you fancy a, shit, you're ready to go. You can go on TikTok. It's brilliant. Right. What? How is it good for your mind? What What are you doing when you're having a sit down wee? One, how long are your wee here? And to, like, how are you getting any kind of m- mental work doing there? How are you doing any mindfulness when you're having like a twenty second wee? I find sitting on a toilet just really therapeutic in every way. So comfortable, it, everything's hanging. It's just lovely. So I'll take advantage of that the best I can. If it's a twenty second wee, so be it. If it's you know IBS after a curry, so be it. Corner has IBS, corner has IBS. But it bloody well works when it comes out the other end. I, <laughs> I would like you to maybe mix it up a bit. So, have a stand-up wee more often, and it will make you appreciate the sit-down wees. It's why we don't have Christmas every day. Once a year, it's all you need. Yeah. Hello and welcome to A to Z of Men, a brand new podcast that helps explain, well, men. Each week, myself, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. We take on a different letter of the alphabet. What? In order? Yeah, in order. We will find a word that best describes men that starts with that letter. So it's basically like a guide. Like a guide, yeah, that's correct. Well, this will really help me explain myself to the wife. We tackle topics such as mental health, stereotypes, and stupid things us men do. Don't forget sex. Oh, and sex. Plus, you can send in your words, stories, and, well, anything to A2Z, it's the number two, A2Z of men at gmail.com, or follow us on Instagram and TikTok at A2Z of men. So join us each Wednesday as we create the A to Z of men. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Remember, you can always get in touch with the show. It's infobaffledpod.com. Hey! Maybe you have a sit-down week. I don't, I don't want to hear that. Send it's, us a badge having a sit-down <laughs> week. No, send us a picture of you with a badge having a sit-down week. Please don't, actually. Yeah, don't we on the badge? No. Info at bafflepod.com. It's at bafflepod on Instagram and TikTok as well. And it's time for our third and final round of facts. Two Chinese officers were so annoyed at the punishment that they were given, they held an uprising. Now... That in itself isn't something, but let me tell you why. So Chen Sheng and Wu Guang, they were army officers and they were late. Now, the, the harsh Qin laws at the time said that if you're late, you're executed. I think we should bring that in for baffled, just saying. If you're late, you're executed. The thing yeah. is, also, if you lead an uprising, you're executed. They I mean, were so annoyed that the punishments for both were the same. They thought, f*** it, let's lead an uprising. I mean, you might as well at that point. In for a penny, in for a pound. The, well, they or use, whatever the Chinese currency Yeah, is. they use the yen over there. They organised a band of 900 villagers to rebel against the government. Now, the way that they got these people involved was pretty amazing. They, um, uh, I guess the Chinese at this time were big into their mysticism. So Chen Sheng uh, wrote on a piece of silk, King Cheng Sheng, and then put it in the belly of a fish. Right. Yeah. Then someone, one of his villagers, found the fish, opened it up, saw a message from the gods in there that said King Cheng Sheng, and then they all got joined in. They all joined in on this uprising against the dynasty at the time. I mean, if you found a message in a fish, Connor, would you follow it? Absolutely. See, sometimes you can't argue with messages in the middle of fish. Maybe I didn't get into this too well, because this was quite a late one. Basically, they were stopped by flooding on their way back. Uh, the punishment for being late, execution, the same punishment as uprising. So they thought, you know what, as Mark said, in for a penny, in for a yen. Let's just go, let's go through with it. They didn't work, which is a shame. But still, almost a thousand people got involved, all because of the fact they were late. Does that mean, though, that it went from two people being sentenced to death to a thousand people being sentenced to death? Don't know. Don't don't ask questions like that. Okay, sorry. Sorry for thinking too logic. What sort of research Outrageous you expect to I know, right? I've got a couple of paragraphs on Wikipedia, eh? That's, that's more than Connor's got written down for the whole show. Mark, what's your last fact of the show? In 2008, a penguin living in the Edinburgh Zoo was knighted. 
this is the type of absurdity that I should like. But there's just something about it that rankles me. Again, the, the penguin uh, got knighted. A, peng- it, a, a penguin was knight. A penguin was knighted. An actual animal. Yes. That, but here's the thing. So right. it's the type of absurdity that I, that I should love. I'm kind of with Connor. I imagine he's thinking like, "Have a day off. What are these people doing?" But it's the type of thing that zoos do all the time. Just nonsense to get in the papers. So the penguin is the mascot of the King of Norway's guard, which uh, makes it a special figure for the country's military. And the knighting of this one, named Nils Olav III, uh, was used as an opportunity to celebrate the relations between Norway and Scotland. Uh, The knighting went down so well in 2008 that eight years later in 2016, he got promoted to Brigadier. Brigadier Penguin. Brigadier Nils Olav III, the Penguin. Why is his name that anyway? Why is he the third? I imagine that there was two more before him. I imagine that is how... How it works? Has Such there been other? Nonsense, has there been it? other Dan Simpsons in your family? One. It's just so one before you, or just pointless. one now. Well, I don't really like this naming thing. Why, why name it after yourself? It's arrogant. There's so it many is, names. Yeah. So many names in the world. Just be a bit creative. I'm fairly certain George Foreman's four sons are all called George Foreman. More than four. There's loads. Yeah, more than four. There's loads. There's of loads. Of loads of sons. Sons. Yeah, and they're all called. But that's because he's got George a Foreman. massive, massive brand, isn't he? Yeah, I would do the same. Well, if you did, you'd be an idiot. If you're using well, your kids... everyone's George Foreman. Yeah. There's, there's no confusion. Oh, do you... George Foreman knows George Foreman Grill? Yeah, I sure am. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of, like, Greg Foreman. Kind of throws it a little bit. I don't... I don't think that people are so desperate to get... So desperate to get grills that they're just expecting everyone to be called George Foreman. Like, it's not like you... Oh, what's your name? George Foreman. Oh, are you his son? Yeah, I am. Oh, that's a good job because I want fatless chicken for dinner tonight. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not like you're going, what grill shall I use? Oh, there's a Greg Foreman now. I'm not getting a George Foreman one. They haven't to say true to the brand. There are, how many George Foremans are there? Nine? Lovely. Yeah. I, do, I do want a grill tonight. Preposterous. Preposterous. It smacks of both arrogance and also it smacks of just a lack of creativity. The only time I'll let you off if it's a big family thing. Yeah. Now, you could argue that names have too much family in them anyway. Yes. Your last name. But I will let you off if you're, you know, Nils the Penguin the seventh, because every dad before you has been called Nils the Penguin. You need to ask yourself why your father's naming a human after a penguin for one. True. Uh, but also, I'll let you off then. Connor, if you have, when you have kids, what are you going to call it? Dylan them? Knight. No, you're not. You're not going to call it Dylan. Dylan. You're not going to call it Dylan Knight. I like the name Dylan. We've said this before. Dylan for um, a week. We'll say that. Well, I've said this before, yeah. and we'll say it again. Dylan Knight is the school bully. That's why his name's Dylan Knight. He's got to be. The, I'd rather him be that than be the one getting bullied. Actually, no, I don't want him to be a bully. That's about. I'll, I'll kill him if he's a bully. <laughs> okay, that's, quite, that's quite bad, isn't it? That's quite bad. Parenting from Connor Knight. Which New is, podcast coming Dylan. soon. It's interesting, actually. In this dynasty in China, you, you were ordered to death if you were late, if you had did not rising, or if you were a bully. Dylan Knight is the kid when you were in year four that had the Nike tick shaved into his hair. He was the one that came in in year three when it, with a, a, a an earring in. Dylan that is Knight Dylan is the Knight. one who thought he was super the cool eyebrow, when everyone the thought eyebrow it was just slit. a dick. Yeah, Dylan the Knight. The eyebrow slit. Yeah, Dylan Knight had an eyebrow slit. Don't call your kid Dylan Knight. If you're listening and your name's Dylan Knight, by the way, I'm... I'm very sorry, but you should change it. Yeah. Connor, give us your last fact of the show. Dolly Parton wrote the legendary songs Jolene and I Will Always, I Will, and I Will Always Love You in the same day in one recording session. Do you know what she was actually doing at the time? She was meant to be doing what? customer service for the gap. 
Yeah, she was. She was, she, she was uh, running down the phone and the person at the other end said, my word, Joe, my word, Dolly, there are some lovely lyrics you got there. Don't be saying them to me when I'm trying to get my Gab hoodie. Why don't you write it in a song That's actually us? what Jolene is about. There's a woman called Jolene on the other end and the connection kept cutting out. Jolene! Jolene! There we go. We can have hours of fun doing this. Yeah, Jolene, 400 million streams. I Will Always Love You, 100 million, both written in the same day. That is, I I think that's phenomenal. But personally, I think that sort of stuff's ridiculous. I also believe... That's crazy. ...that (laughs) in the now age-old tradition on Baffled, that when you bring a song fact... No, we're not saying it. I'm not having you sing I Will Always Love You, Connor. Connor, you must now sing both Jolene and I Will Always Love You. (laughs) Jolene, 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 I'm begging on you, please don't take my hand. Is that the lyrics? No. Take my man, but close. And I uh, will always love you. It's a banger, isn't it? Both of them in two days. Sick. There's an old joke that my dad used to say all the time. You've played the wrong notes, not necessarily in the right order. And you have absolutely done that. You've hit every note. I mean, nowhere where they're meant to be, but you have actually hit the notes. Yeah. That's something, isn't I it? I have hit the notes. I can sing. I'm actually a bit of a singer. But come on, can we just leave this a minute? Both of those tracks in one day, you're just batting this off like you could both do it. That's right. mental. So, yes, it's very impressive. Two things here. Number one, it's always worth remembering that jo- Dolly Parton wrote I Will Always Love You. Very few people know that. Yeah. I also really enjoyed how you took ownership over the fact that that was impressive. Like personally, personally, and I know my music, personally, 900 billion streams on Spotify is quite a good thing, just in case you didn't know. Personally, I think that's very good. I enjoyed that. Here's, here's my question. Comes in two parts. Number one, do we know that other people haven't just done something similar? Do we know that Queen didn't, you know, bash out Three hits in a day. Yeah, but uh, no, that's not, you know, comparison it's is the thing you Secondly, hmm. is this not what she's paid for and it's her job? Like, I get it's impressive. Yeah, right? no, you're right. You can, you, you can shut up here because I, I, I think, you are right, but it is hard. I think we're clutching there. They, is, I think we're clutching, aren't we? It, you're not just talking about, it's her, it's her job to write songs. She's written two of the most seminal works of art, as Connor has said, uh, he happens to think that 900 billion streams is a lot. I don't know if anyone else does, but he does. And I, I would agree. I would defer to his better knowledge here. Uh, they are fantastic songs. To write those two in a day is very impressive. Okay, in which case, I pose you this. Do you not think she hasn't worked hard enough the rest of the time? If she, if she managed to bash out two in a day. What's she doing, what's what, she doing the other? What's, what's she done for the rest of her career? I don't know. Written the odd good one here or there. Yeah, whatever. Oh, you did two in a day. Clearly, you're resting on your laurels now. Mm, I didn't. Th- I'll be honest. Written with you. the odd good one here and there. We've got nine to five. We've got islands in the stream. Nine islands to five. Written about her stream. job at the Gap, of course. That is what you are. Here oh, yeah. you come again. Like, what are you talking about, Dolly Parton? She's been knocking out the hits for ages. I actually think she's quite fit as well. There's something about. Her. I don't know what it is. I will be honest with you, dear listener. I did not think when we started this episode of Baffle today it would finish with. Mark Heads <laughs> digging out Dolly Parton. Didn't all believe that. Sometimes you never know where life's going to take you. Genuinely, only Mark would be like, it's just not good enough. It's just not quite good enough for me, okay? I just feel like... Two tracks in one day? Yeah, what did she do the rest of the time, mate? I feel like clearly she peaked and just rested on just like, went, well, I've got an easy life from here on in. One day, 900 billion streams on Spotify. You know what Spotify is? You wait, dear listener. That's what she said back in the day. When do you reckon you've peaked? Oh, I haven't peaked yet. No. 
now. I'm going to peak in uh, four years and seven months from now. Disneyland 2023, baby. You know it. That's not four years away. Thank you very much for listening to this brand new episode of Baffled for you. Mark Heads versus Dolly Parton. Uh, What have we learned? You know, make a sit down we worth it. Don't rush it all at once. Have one every now and then, not 90% of the time. Also, did you know Kanye West worked in a gap? I, I did. It's, ama- services. it's amazing what people do to turn over some cash. And also, Dylan Knight, you're a bully. Thank you very much for listening. You can always get in touch with us info at bafflepod.com. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Uh, I, am, I am also good saying goodbye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.